The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Hello, thank you for tuning in. This is James Sasso with Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. Wow, the end of the month is already right around the corner. Can you believe how quickly January flew by? The new year has come and gone, and we are already plunging headfirst into 2022. I hope you guys are excited for the things that God has promised us and is working on doing here in this country and around the world. As many of you may remember, every year, at the end of the year, we have an event called the Prophetic Gathering of the Saints. And this last year, on December 31st, we received many words, prophecies, and instructions for both our lives and for the body of Christ as a whole. So, last week, I was instructed to teach in light of what we had learned and received from the prophetic gathering of the saints. And, considering that it is now the end of the month, we are moving strongly into the rest of 2022, I was asked to share that same message once again here on the radio for all of you listeners. What is this message, you may ask? Well, as some of you who have been frequent listeners may recall, the last time I was on this broadcast, I did a very brief message talking about the parable of the sower in Matthew chapter 13. I talked about how it can relate to us when it comes to following the instructions that we have been given. Well, last week on Wednesday evening, I expanded on this topic in light of everything we had received from the prophetic gathering of the saints. I have once again been asked to share this message on the radio. So, with that in mind, let us read from the passage of Matthew chapter 13. We will be starting with the verse 3. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places, where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly, because the soil was shallow. But the sun came up, and the plants were scorched, and they withered away, because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still others fell on good soil, where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Now, I know growing up I have heard this passage many times, and usually it was used as a message for hearing the word of God and the good news when it comes to salvation. And people would use this passage as a way to talk about the people who hear God's message of salvation and the different type of people and what they do with that message. And the moral of the story was always to be like the seeds that have fallen on good soil, 
where the message bore fruit in your life after accepting God as your Savior. However, that is not the message we are talking about today when it comes to this passage. The beauty in Jesus' teaching using stories and parables is that many stories can have different meanings and different lessons for different people and in different contexts. In the context of today, we're going to be using the seeds in regards to the words, instructions, and prophecies we have received on our life as believers. Now, many of us have received the Word of God. We have many times on this broadcast and in person and through our many events and services received prophecies through the nations, prophecies to the body, and prophecies and instructions for ourselves and our walk. However, how have we treated those instructions? What did we do with what was given to us? And with that, we can look at the four different types of soil. With the first one, of course, being the dry soil. The soil where it was too hard and coarse, the seeds could not bear root, and the birds ate it up. When it comes to our walk in life, this can be considered with us who have received our prophecy, but instead of acting on the prophecy we have been given or the instructions, no matter how easy or simple they are, we instead go back to our day-to-day life routine, our day-to-day worries and woes. Oh, I have to pay the bills. Oh, I need to work this nine to five constantly. My job's getting really sick. My kid's with the flu. And we don't make any time to work on the instruction given to us. We don't set aside any time whatsoever. So the seed gets plucked away by our worries, and by our day-to-day lives. It never grows, it never progresses, and we never bear fruit based off of what was given to us. With this in mind, we want to, of course, make sure we're not like this, the first group of soil. And a lot of times, you can also look at it as us focusing too much on the negativity and bad things in our life as well as the worries and strife that comes with that. If we focus too much on what is happening around us and not on the promise of God, it will consume the good word that we have been given, and we will never get to where we need to be. With this in mind, I also bring forth another scripture for you, which is Philippians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9. This scripture works really well when it comes to this example in the parable. It reads, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. This is verse 8. So, when we're looking at the instructions we are given in life, we should focus on the good. We should focus on what it is, and when it comes to all the negative stuff around us, it is okay to follow the news, it is okay to understand the current events and what is happening around the world, but we should not focus on it. We should not constantly think about it. We should not let it consume our minds with fear and doubt as we see the negativity of the world. We should instead think about the promises of God, the good things happening around us, and focus on that instead. Now moving on to verse 9. Verse 9 says, 
Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice and the peace of God will be with you. So, if we instead focus on what we have heard from God and put it into practice, that is the key phrase, putting into practice, the peace of God will come upon us. Then we no longer have to worry about what is happening in the world. Besides, we need to bear in mind that we aren't even of the world when we are born again. We are sent here to transform it, not conform to it. We are not sent here to get lost in all of the happenings of the day. We are sent to transform and change this world and its society. So, let's not be like the dry soil. Moving on to the shallow soil. Here is where the seeds did begin to grow but they did not make it far and eventually dried out because they weren't able to take solid root. This I refer to as the New Year resolution section because whenever it comes to people who'd have a New Year's resolution, many times they don't follow through. At the beginning of the year, people are like, oh, I'm going to eat better. Oh, I'm going to go to the gym more often. And sure, maybe for a week, Maybe for a month, you really start working at it. You really start getting better shape. You really start working on getting that ideal body. Or maybe you really start uh, making progress in that project you've been putting off for years and years. But then what happens? Uh, maybe you got really sore and you, d you take a break for a week. Uh, when it comes to your diet, your coworker brings a big thing of donuts for the entire office to share. Oh, I'll just take a quick one, just a cheat day real quick. Or maybe some stuff comes up and you push aside your, your personal project as you focus on the day-to-day. -day. And as that continues, if you're not consistent, it becomes harder and harder to keep up with what you were doing previously. In that regard, I, that's what I think of when I think of the shallow soil. You started strong at first. You really worked hard on listening to God. You worked hard on following the instructions. You worked hard and tried to create your business plan, tried to listen to God more often. You started setting aside time to pray and listen to God. But what happened? After the weeks went by and over time, you fell off. You went back to your routine, or maybe stuff started taking up the time and competing for it, and you started prioritizing that instead of the time you specifically set aside for God. This is where we classify the shallow soil. You start strong, but once the going gets there, you don't create the routine. You don't let it root into your day-to-day -day life, and it fades away. And with that, you don't bear fruit. This right here is similar to the dry soil, except for the fact that you at least started to do something with it. We need to make sure that we persevere with what is given to us and remind ourselves of the promises he has given us, or else we will come under this classification. And now comes the third one, which is what I refer to as the seeds with weeds. This one, I think, is probably the most tragic of the three. When it comes to this soil, we did start with the instructions. We did let it gain root and start to grow. It maybe even started to bear fruit. However, the weeds choked it out. 
But how can we view this in regards to ourselves and the instructions you have given us? Well, this is when we start to follow the Word of God. We really start to make progress. We really begin to lay the foundation there, and we make it. We start to make progress. Maybe our business starts to take off. We start to really reach where God wanted us to be. And before you know it, we're making progress. Maybe we're making a profit in a business that we started. But what happens? We begin to use the world system. We begin to use our own preconceived ideas of what needs to be done. We begin to rely too much on the opinion of others instead of the opinion of God. And what happens? Those begin to consume, corrupt, and destroy what God has created. And before you know it, we no longer have that area or foothold that we had began to make for ourselves and for God, and it perishes. These are the weeds in this situation. If we do not root out the world's way of thinking, our own preconceived ideas, or the preconceived ideas of others, and continue to focus and listen to God and what He wants us to do, it will consume and choke out the vision and plan God has made for us. This one I view as the most tragic. Because we get a glimpse at what could have been before it gets destroyed. We never reach the full potential, and it is instead choked out by the world's ways of doing things. We need to remember, we're not here to imitate. We're not here to follow after the plans of others. It is so easy, and I see it all the time in the body of Christ when it comes to doing stuff and making it spiritual, quote-unquote. Remember, God always brings forth new things, revolutionary things, things we could not have thought of before, and things that make great change and revolutionize different things. But if we do nothing but look at what is done currently, and we just try to conform it into a more spiritual, religious way, we will not be able to unlock our full potential. Easy examples I see within the body of Christ is stuff like, oh, the world created YouTube, a place to share videos, a place to share things for people to do. What did we do? Oh, we created a God tube. It's the exact same thing, but only for Christian videos, only for family-friendly Christian values. Sure, it has a place, but it doesn't have the wide reach we would prefer to have of influence. It only appears to Christians. Oh, what else do we have? Oh, there are dating sites. There are dating apps. What did we create? Oh, we created a Christian mingle. The exact same thing, but instead focused only for Christians. Sure, you can find a partner and they believe kind of the same thing as you, but what is that? That is mimicry. That is not transforming the medium. That is not transforming an industry. That is mimicking what came before. And look at what we do with our Christian movies. They are messages first, stories second. When Jesus ministered, he told stories. These stories were messages you could take many different themes and teachings from. 
They were unique and different, and they taught a theme. What do we do? We quote scriptures constantly, and the message only appeals to those who are already converted. I tell you right now, the vast majority of people that watch Christian movies are just Christians. If that's the case, and we're supposed to be using movies to minister to others or to get people saved, we're going about it wrong because it doesn't appeal to the general audience. How are people supposed to get the message if the story is bad, the characters are boring, and there's no real entertainment there besides a nice sermon preached by someone who preaches sermons? If we are really to be revolutionary, we should take after people like J.R.R. Tolkien. Tolkien was a believer, but he also wrote one of the most influential stories of fiction in The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Even today, you can see the influence his stories had on today's genres of fantasy, on today's genres of history. You see that influence. He changed the game. He created an entire world that we continue to dive into. It has diehard fans all across the globe who continue to talk, debate, and think about it. That's the kind of influence we want. That's the kind of influence that is possible when we follow after God's plan for our lives. But what do we do instead? We take what the world has done and we kind of consort it into a religious way of doing things. And that is what the seeds are when they are taken up and destroyed by weeds. I cannot stress this enough. We need to root out the weeds in our life. If you want a biblical example, the easiest one I can bring up is Saul, King Saul of Israel. He was called to be the first king, the great king that followed after God and brought Israel forward. But what happened to King Saul? King Saul began to do things his own way. He was meant to wait for Judge Samuel and sacrifice to God before battle, and he got impatient, and he did it himself. And then what was he told? He was told in one of his battles to destroy the enemy completely, but instead, what did he do? He went forth, he saved the best of their crops and their riches, and he masked it in the religiosity of, oh, I saved these to sacrifice to God because God deserves the finest. But did he follow the instruction he was given? No, he did not. And because of that, it says God rejected him as king. And it is at this point that God selects David to be his replacement. If Saul had followed after God and listened to the instructions, his influence in the Bible would have been like David was. When we think of the great kings of Israel, we don't think of Saul. We think of David and Solomon. This is the kind of loss that Saul suffered because he did not follow the word of God. Because he did not follow the instructions given to him by the prophet and judge Samuel. So, we need to bring this change in our lives. Remember, the future is shaped by the few. The few who are driven, 
the few who have a vision and move forward with it. We need to strive to be that. So that brings us, of course, to the last one, the seeds that fell on good soil and bore fruit. This is when we do everything we are supposed to. We listen to the word, we run with it, we make our plans, we make our business plans, and we start to take our place in society, and when the going gets tough, we rely on God, and we stay consistent. We continue to set aside time, we continue to pray and listen to God's leading, and we make it. We create, and we form that point where God wants us to be in life, and we keep the influence, and we transform. We create new things. We revolutionize the industry we were called into. We bring forth great new things, ideas, technology, inventions, music, entertainment, new ways to go about sports management and everything else. Who knows what could be done? The only way to find out is by doing it and following after God. So this, of course, is where we need to be. We need to bring forth and transform. Use God's way of doing things to bring forth the things that no one would have thought of. This is the influence God wants us to have. But we need to make sure we don't let everything else take it away from us. So with that, I ask you this. What have you done with the instructions given to you? What are you currently doing with the instructions given to you? And with answering those two questions, I ask, what will you do moving forward? Will you make the necessary change that you need to, to take the place that God has set aside for you specifically? Or will you get bogged down in the day-to-day? Will you let the bad happenings on of the world distract you from the good news he has given you? Will you stay consistent or will you fall by the wayside? Will you continue to move forward or will you let the weeds of preconceived ideas and the world's ways of doing things take away from you what God has set aside and corrupt it? That is what I ask you here. And remember, if you are feeling discouraged or let down or you don't see the light of what could possibly happen, bear in mind one of my favorite scriptures, Philippians 4.13. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Remember that through God, all things are possible. Amen? And I am running out of time, so let me pray for you. Father God, I pray that we take this message to heart and we move forward to make the necessary corrections. We hold firm and stay consistent in our walk. And Father God, I pray that you remind us of the instructions you have given us. If we have forgotten any prophecy, any word that you have given us in the past, that you bring it to remembrance in our minds so that we may make the change and move forward. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now, if you enjoyed this message, don't forget that you can find it, as well as past messages 
of the Prophetic Voice of Our Time at SOGMI.org, or you can find us on podcast on Spotify, Google Play, or the Apple Store. Remember that this broadcast is supported and paid for by listeners like you, so if you like what we do here, feel free to sow a seed at SOGMI.org and click Donate. And if you would like to join us in our Sunday and Wednesday services, we are located at 8419 Callahan Road. Our services begin at 10.30 a.m. Sunday morning, as well as 7 p.m. on Sunday evening and Wednesday evening. And if you can't make it in person, we do live stream the services for you to watch at home or wherever you are at SOGMI.org and on YouTube also at SOGMI. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been James Sasso with the prophetic voice of our time. God bless you and until next time. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the prophetic voice of our time. We really hope you were blessed by today's episode. And if you were, we want to hear from you. You can call us at 210-695-1630. Or you can email us at sogmi at outlook.com. That's S-O-G-M-I at outlook.com. And we really encourage you to visit our website, sogmi.org. That is S-O-G-M-I.org. That's where you can listen to previous episodes of this podcast and even support this podcast. We're supported by listeners just like you. So if you want to support this ministry, you can go to SOGMI.org and hit the donate button. You can also send a check to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. Again, that is P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. Thank you.